Alrighty, guys, we are putting together a pretty big episode uh, for the upcoming week, but it's proving quite a task. So we're going to take an extra couple of days to make sure that it is the quality that we want it to be before it hits your hearing receptacles. And so today we're just going to we're going to give you a freebie of our private dicks instead. That's Mr. Richard Stoodle from our podcast, Mr. Rick Getz and Mr. R.J. McCarthy, our three dicks, um, are going to be joined by Bob Mata, the host of the absolutely fantastic podcast, Defense Diaries. And uh, if you love this episode and you'd like more of Private Dicks, there are uh, several more episodes available on Patreon at the $10 Canadian level. And uh, there's no time like the present to join. Um, you get your bonus episodes up there, unedited video content, and other content as well. So if you want to, go and check that out. But either way, I hope you like it. And um, we have something very cool, very special coming up for you real soon. So here we go. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Like maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. Hello, Richard. Bob. <laughs> Man. I just got some correspondence from these fucking people, man, and I need to know what you're doing about this dog thing, man. I mean, what is going on? I don't even know what this letter's about. You need to explain to me so that I can try to help you. I'm not optimistic. I have to tell you right up front, I'm not optimistic. Bobby, you know us. We're fine. I was just, I heard about this bridge and I wanted to go check it out. I wanted to stop this from happening anymore. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, I was, I went there pro bono. The guys don't even know. Well, about it. How exactly do you think you're going to be able to stop it? I mean, seriously, come on, man. I've been knowing you forever. You ain't stopping shit. You and I both know that now you're looking at a giant lawsuit. So you better get to solving something, buddy. Okay. Well, uh, we did. We, I did great. Well, you got, you don't even know these guys are going to help me out with the rest of it. We were, I was just going to bring it to the table with the boys we we're going to go through it all and we're going to figure we got the last couple little minutes left of it and it's done, Bob. Don't worry about it. They don't have to sue. Well, us. you know, look, man, people can sue people for anything and these people are suing your ass. Okay. And we're looking at six figures here, pal, because the emotional distress, Oh dude, it's unbelievable. These people, they're beside themselves. So tread carefully and you better get it solved. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Well, let me, let's go through it. We'll figure out. And you, you, uh we got this don't okay. worry and gets gets just in case uh we don't got this you got a bit of money stashed away right we'll make it work don't worry bob i got this all right so i'll tell you what i've been up to guys i went i went down and checked it out so the overton bridge it's in dumbarton scotland okay it's a bridge and it crosses over the overton burn which is a river and it connects the east and west side of the Overton Estate, which has a castle on it. All right. To the locals, this place is called either the Death Bridge or the Dog Suicide Bridge. 
Now, since the 1950s, there have been reports of upwards to 600 dogs uh, have leapt to their death from this bridge. All right. What is making the dogs do this? Is it a clever scent? Is it optical illusions? Or is it something much more sinister like the paranormal? Probably not that one, but. Probably not paranormal? Yeah, it's probably not that. I... <laughs> But I'm I'm open to the theories. Let's let's we'll, we'll we'll get into. I know. Okay, before I get into any of that, we've learned a couple things being dick so far, boys. What's a couple things you've learned? What have, what have you learned so far, RJ? Being a dick. Being a dick. Being a private dick. Oh oh, you mean you mean solving mysteries and shit? Yeah. Oh, I've learned that I am not good at it. <laughs> okay. But but I can lean heavily on Rick. That's right. I was going to say, I learned that I can very specifically and conveniently get opioids in Baltimore. And I just got back <laughs> from Virginia. So I did drive through. Yeah, well, That's a win. That's a, that's a huge win. That's our, that's our lawyer talking. So that's wicked. <laughs> did you learn that from the wire? Because, you know, I mean, that is pretty much true to life. So I'll, I'll talk to you in the recording. So <laughs> smart. Excellent. Good work. Well, what I've learned is, so far, what's helped us out the most is to figure out what's going on. We have to figure out what happened. So here's a little history for you, guys. Dumbarton has a population of 20,000 people, and it sits upon the bank of Scotland's River Clyde. Now, it has a reputation of being a shitty small town. The people there all called it shit. One, one of the articles that I was reading about this they, the guy interviewed five people from town and all of them called it trash. And they said, why are you coming here? <laughs> this is garbage. So it's known as a shitbox town. Super surprising that it would have a suicide bridge then. <laughs> For dogs. Dogs are the happiest things ever and they're jumping off the bridge. So, Yeah, they all think it's a shit town until you call it a shit town. Now we're looking at a slander lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. Great. You're just piling it on. <laughs> piling it on. Great. <laughs> It's known okay, so it's known now as a shit town, but in the middle and dark ages, it was the capital of the kingdom of Strathclyde, Strathyclyde, Strathyclyde, which was a shit kingdom. It was ruled by the ancient Britons, so maybe because I don't like oh. British people now. No offense, British people. You're really cutting down on the number of listeners that you can have. You oh, got rid man. of all of America last week. You're getting rid of the UK this week. Nah, British people. British people don't fuck with them. Uh, <laughs> It's the Britons. It's not the Britons. I don't like the Britons. That's who is the kings. All right. So the castle, Dumbarton Castle, uh, was a strategic military location, and it sat on top of Dumbarton Rock. And even the mythical Merlin was said to have had supper there. So uh, this is a pretty famous place from the old times, the olden days. It's famous because a, a fantasy wizard <laughs> supposedly dined there. That's what you say. Fantasy. I say reality. You prove that Merlin didn't exist. Prove it. Prove that he didn't exist. Exactly. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be as difficult as proving he does exist, which somehow makes <laughs> you right, I guess. You got me. I've seen I've seen pictures of him. You, photographic evidence of Merlin. Does he look like Sam Neill? Yeah. <laughs> Roadhouse Sam Neill. Oh, OK. <laughs> Uh, so Overton, uh, is a nearby plot of farmland. Uh, there are farming areas. They, they were still farming areas from like the dark ages, middle ages, all the way up until, uh, the 18, till 1859. 
and then it was acquired by Scott, Scottish industrialist James White. Uh, and he just got it started in his family business, which was chemical manufacturing. Okay. Uh, he actually became a partner in his father's chemical business in 1851. So eight years before that. And after lots of years of success, he wanted to buy some land so his wife could be near his hometown, which was Dumberton. The land, he bought that with the intention of actually building a mansion. And he hired a famous Glasgow-based architect at the time, James Smith, to design and contract the houses. And it was built in four years. So if you look at the castle, it's a pretty, or it's, I call it a castle. It's really a mansion. But if you look at it, it's fucking huge. They did that in four years. They can't even fix the potholes in my town in four years. I, I like the old school guys. I know they had like slaves, but I mean, they got shit done. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Oh, man. All that matters is the outcome, right? I'm not saying, I'm not saying we could do that today. It's just crazy how they could do that back then. You're just saying, knowing they have slaves, it's cool what happened. I get it. God, it's too gross. <laughs> it's cool that they could do that shit. Because they had slaves. I hear you. I'm trying to think of a joke that doesn't burn me. I think I'm just going to back away from that one. Yeah, I think it was I think it was the work ethic. Uh, we'll go with the work ethic theory. That's They just had a better work ethic back then. The slaves? No, no. Fuck, no. I'm fuck not slaves? even saying that Jesus, work. what is happening here today, guys? <laughs> oh, wow. This is getting dark. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> you can't even, why are, it's not, put it this way. We're not, it's not a, a thing that didn't happen. So like, we can't say the word slave anymore and then it's bad. Like they had slaves. It's crazy that they could build shit in four years. I don't approve. I'm just saying it's crazy that that could happen. It's crazy that fucking people used to fight in the Coliseum. They make movies about that shit. I'm not saying we should have Coliseums now and get the swords out and watch fucking people just hack each other's legs off. Not cool. Here, feed them to a lion. Now that I'm down with. As long as they're not indentured <laughs> servants. I'm pretty sure all the goddamn gladiators were slaves, too. They were. Anyway, they were. He says, yeah, yeah, approved. To completely change the subject, I lived in a castle while I went to college. What the fuck are you? I'm not even kidding. I, I'm not even kidding. Are you a vampire? What? <laughs> <laughs> there was a castle on my college campus, and they <laughs> let, like, 14 people live in the top of it. Me, Vlad, Nosferatu, we all just... Were you called Lord Getz? I don't know how. I think he just randomly got picked, but also it was like 80% female, so my odds were pretty good because there was a guy's side and a girl's side. Yeah, two dudes and uh, 12 chicks. That sounds like a coven. That sounds like what uh, vampire ratio of people. Usually like <laughs> two master vampires and a bunch of women vampires. Yeah, just hanging out from the ceiling upside down into the wee afternoon hours. I thought that was a murder, a murder of vampires. Yeah, a murder of vampires. <laughs> Is that what's a pack of vampires? Must be a murder. I, it's not a fucking coven, I'll tell you that. That's that's like witches. That's true. Uh, okay, so Overton Mansion is actually a 45-minute walk uphill on a narrow, unpaved uh, path to the farmland of Dumbarton, like to the city of Dumbarton. So it's a little bit of a walk, and you can't really take a car there even now. Uh, it's paved up there, but it's a little far away from the town, but still it's nice. Uh, White and his family moved into the mansion in 1862. And then in 1888-84, James White died. Seven years later, his wife died and their son, John White, moved into the estate and took over the family chemical manufacturing business. Now, I bring these people up because they're still, this is like 60 years now 
of having a chemical factory in this little town. So that, that comes up later. They're, just keep that in mind. It was 1800s with a chemical factory. Probably not good. No. Tanning, like tanning solvents, <laughs> like, uh, you know, sinking into the drinking water. Sounds bad. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So his son, John, wanted to expand the mansion. So he bought some more land and expand the mansion so that the Western and Eastern estates were split by a waterfall and a 50 foot gorge with a small river running through it. That's the Overton burn. So to connect the estates, he built, he got the bridge started in 1895. It was finished. And I think it was 1895. It was finished. So we got it started a little, a couple of years before that. The bridge is constructed using rough faced ashlar. That's like, I looked that up and that's like the, it's like that old timey fucking, it doesn't really weather. It looks, and it's easy to melt, melt with. It's just cool that it's built. It's old school, eight, 19th century American fucking built bridge, baby. Wait, American? Or, sorry, uh, European. God damn it. It's not American. It's Scottish. I'm retarded. That's just all. You have our wonderful country on your mind. I understand. We are the center of everyone's world. I'm, I'm a quarter Scottish, so I'm down with that. They build great bridges. That's just a fact. (laughs) It's a true true story. They're known for their bridge building. Oh, and by the way, that's Sam Elliott, not Sam Neal in Roadhouse, just just for the record. I I was saying Sam Neal because he played Merlin in the television show Merlin. Right. But then Richard said, oh, yeah, but yeah, I I let that one slide because it made no sense. So I didn't. (laughs) I was thinking Sam Elliott. Yeah, well, clearly, because that's that was who Who's was Sam Neil? Which one? Oh, Sam Neil's like the guy from fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's got the pan face, like the big round head. However, I would watch uh, a reboot of anything that Sam Neil was in if his character was then played by Sam Elliott. Exactly. Bingo. Me too. It's the weirdest just to hear him talk. You know, <laughs> I don't even need to see him. I just need to hear him speak with that gravelly voice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, guy's a champion. <laughs> beautiful man while we're detracting um a uh, a group of vampires is called a brood or a clan oh. very well played yeah just a little sub mystery in there thank you good job thank you did you say 600 dogs 600 dogs on the high end don't worry i get to do it this place is in the middle of fucking nowhere where are these 600 dogs even coming from it's over since the 1950s we'll get to it it's not it's not in one day what it's over years 50 years Two dogs a year? Anyways. All right. When we get there, when we get there, I'll pull up a map and show you how far away it is from like civilization. For sure. Do you fucking who taught you math? Two two dogs a year for 50 years. That's 600 dogs. <laughs> the same guy that taught him about uh, you know, movie actors and what roles they played. <laughs> that guy. Same guy. And Bob, you must really make a lot of money off of him. <laughs> Fortune. I'm retired now. He pulled me out of retirement. What do you want me to sign, Bob? What do you want me to sign? <laughs> <laughs> Don't read it. Just sign it. Okay. Uh, so the bridge compra- uh, comprises of three arches, one giant one in the middle to let the river through, and two little small ones for pedestrian paths on either side of the Overton Burn, just so you know. So in his later life, John was elevated to peerage and declared Baron Overton. So he got a baronship which is I find kind of fun. John White's greatest legacy might be the aberrant working conditions at the chemical factory that prompted labor party leaders of 1899 to write about the conditions of the factory in a pamphlet entitled, and I quote, white slaves. 
So uh, that's how bad of a douchebag this guy was. Everyone was like, you're, you're even making the white people slaves back then. Well, that, that makes me feel way, way better about the whole slave talk, though, to be honest with you. That, that makes me feel worse because that means those people are racist as shit. Like, we don't deserve to be slaves. We're white. Yeah, exactly. Make some of the dark people slaves. <laughs> they were probably enslaving the Irish. You know, I mean, the Scots and the Irish didn't really get along that much. So, you know, I'm assuming that they were Irish people. <laughs> Which is my other? I'm a quarter. I yeah, you know. I mean, it's just a thing. It's they're they're uh, they're prickly over there. They're more racist than we are. They're able to be racist against each other, and they're all white. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it it goes. It turns like strictly to ethnicity as opposed to race over there. It's like, oh, you're fucking Irish. That is you are my slave now. Insane. Uh, so just so you know, many people died under the care of John White from the most horrible ways, uh, long-term exposure to chemicals, silicosis, and just playing toxic waste poisoning or John White, uh, wanted his legacy. It could have been, uh, that he put a lot, so much toxic chemical waste into the river Clyde that it still has environmental effects to this day. So maybe that was his, uh, his legacy. Is it, is it possible that the chemicals are the reason he's barren? I see what you did there. Did what? I thought you meant like B-A-R-R-E-N. Yeah. But he's really, yeah, I see what you did. It's a play on words. I see what you did there because he's Baron, like Baron Von Trapp, but Baron Overton. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, he's B-A-R-O-N, like Trump. We should explain all of our jokes more often. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I usually don't know what you guys are talking about, and I try and go back to the suicide dogs, but I like I like the whole explaining it. You're welcome. Because <laughs> he's not listening 80% of the time. So. <laughs> All right, listen, asshole. You just said that you were relying on me. You want me to solve the case or do you want me to listen? <laughs> I apologize. I asked too much. You do you. So I know what Lord Overton hoped his legacy would be is that he spent like millions of what's equal to millions of dollars in today's money uh, that he spent on the Presbyterian church. Made him feel definitely better for being a shitty person. So he was a big religious dude. But anyways, he died in 1908, childless. Uh, so the barony died with him. So he was the first and last baron of Overton. So he was baron. Yeah, he was baron. Yeah, his wife uh, Eliza Grace Eliza McClure. She was the baron one, uh, or Lady Overton, died in eight, 1931, leaving a very living a very solitary lifestyle. Uh, so once she once he died, she just kind of lived in grief in that castle by herself. Sad. You know, Baron. Not really. I bet she was a fucking bitch, too. <laughs> she was probably just rancid. And, you know, people called him Baron Squared behind his back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The heir to the Overton mansion was their physician nephew. And he didn't like to go visit the mansion. Uh, he ended up just giving the house and the bridge to the people of Dumbarton in 1938. Uh, a part of it was donated as a park that still stands today. Bearing the name of its last real baron, John White. The estate and bridge survived World War II by opening as a boarding house to wounded WW2 soldiers. So that was kind of good. Didn't actually get bombed, which was, there was lots of bombings close by, nearby, but nothing at the bridge. So it's cool. Oh, that's too bad. Unfortunate for sure. For the dogs. Think about how many dogs could have been saved if they bombed all those wounded vets. Yeah, see, if the Nazis just would have bombed the bridge... We could just have some 50 dogs saved. Thanks, Nazis, for fucking up again. You know, what really bothers me is when I search the Overton Bridge and look on Google Images, every fucking stock photo has a dog in it. 
what assholes are taking their dog there? <laughs> After the war, the house was converted to a millet, uh, maternity hospital in uh, 1947. And that hospital actually stayed open until 1970. And then it remained empty until 1975 when it became a tourism-type board building for the Dumbarton district called the Quality of Life Experiment, which I found was pretty fucking funny. That's what they call their tourism board, the Quality of Life Experiment. That lasted a year. Uh, and then in 1976, it was taken over by the Spire Christian Fellowship. It's like kind of like a summer camp for Christian youth. I would just like to clarify something. I thought you were saying done. Barton. I didn't realize it's literally spelled dumb Barton. Dumb Barton, yeah. Like the word dumb. Yeah. Dumb Barton. Right. Fuck. <laughs> you had to just pre- you had to pretend like you already knew it. You're making the Americans look bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh the the Spire Christian Fellowship worked on the nature trail surrounding the facility and they are now still a kind of a tourist attraction uh, along with the park, the mansion and the bridge. Uh, then in 2001, the house was bought by Christian Center for Hope and Healing, an organization run by Bob Hill, a Texas pastor. So Bob's the one trying to fucking sue us, this prick. Bobby. Bob still owns it, not Bobby. The other Bob, fucking Hill, douchebag. And he's from America, Texas pastor. Oh, my God. It's Hank Hill's son. Is that what you're telling me? Bobby. I didn't even think Bobby. of that. <laughs> the boys just ain't right. Bobby. <laughs> well, now we know. Now I always wondered what happened to Bobby after uh, King of the Hill stopped running. Now I know. Yeah, the Dumbarton yeah. people think he's a cult leader, <laughs> which is kind of fun. I hope Bobby Hill is a cult leader. According to their website, though, it's just like a family service place. Like it's it's for moms running like single moms running away from their like abusive husband, like a place like that, like a boarding house, you know, shit like that it has a bunch of family services like that. So I don't know what that means. They get them in there and then they indoctrinate them into their cult. And then they have little kids and shit. I don't know. I, it's called, it could still be a cult from what I know. So the Overton house moonlights from time to time as backdrops for movies because of its architecture and still standing. So I don't know. It was in, it was cloud Atlas is the house. They were in cloud Atlas at the beginning and at the end. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but. That was a really shitty movie, right? Yeah, that's weird that that's a claim to fame. Yeah, yeah it's got it's done a bunch of TV and movies, but that's the biggest movie it's done is Cloud Atlas. Wow. First it kills 600 dogs and then it kills that fucking movie. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Sam Neill saved it, though. Sam he was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> was he actually in that movie or are you just being? No. Yeah. Uh, many locals still walk the area, tourists and various other looky loos because of the bridge's fame. Uh, like I said, up top for 60 years, there have been dogs jumping off to their death. Uh, this phenomenon has only gone widespread media attention since 2005, when five dogs jumped to their death in a six month period, they're jumping for no apparent reason at all. Uh, these dogs will jump the retaining wall right into the shrubs and rocks approximately 50 feet below. Some say the dogs lucky enough to survive, run back up to the spot on the wall and jump again. Wow. Donna Cooper. Dog owner whose dog, Ben, jumped off the bridge in 1995 uh, in front of the entire family, including their toddler son, which was traumatizing for the little guy. Ben didn't die from the fall, but he was injured so badly the family had no choice to put down the dog. Not the livestock, George. Cooper uh, Cooper is their kid. Uh, says that for years after the death of Ben, 
Uh, he would ask his parents if Ben's broken bones had been fixed in heaven. Why was that note ever recorded? Uh, it's in the article. Like, yeah, straight exactly. up. <laughs> that is such a weird tag. Yeah, it's a very strange antidote about the story. A young boy named Coop asked if his if his dog's bone healed. Yeah, I wrote that wrong. Da- Cooper's the Donna's last name. I wrote that wrong in my script here. Uh, the kid that doesn't say the kid's name. Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't say the kid's name. Maybe it is his first name. Maybe his name's Cooper. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Coop, Coop. Cooper, Cooper. Cooper squared. <laughs> yeah, Coop, Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donna Cooper, what she did is she put up a sign on both ends of the bridge that read dangerous bridge. Keep your dogs on a lead. And it's still there to this day. She did that in 95. Uh, I've seen reports say that 600 dogs have jumped from the 1950s till now. I've also read that there've been 50 dogs that have died. So 600 have jumped 50 that have died. It's got a really good survival rate. Pretty bad. Not, not terrible. I mean, it's not bad. It, it, Richard, it's, it's more, it, it's, if you don't know percentages, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Is it COVID percentages? Ma- many dogs to few Is dogs. It COVID percentages. Am I am I doing it right? Am I doing this right? So in the 1995 jumping of Ben, uh, that's actually the earliest account in the media that I could find. I like dug around as much as I could. So they say from the 1950s, but I mean like the first one I see is 95. Dogs aren't the only people dying on this bridge. Really? Wait, dogs aren't people. Sorry, dogs aren't. The- yeah, they are. Dogs are my people. Dogs are my people. I thought they were your people too. Well, they are, but they're not people. Just because you share an IQ and drinking habits with them. Just because I drink out of a dish doesn't mean I'm a dog. It holds more liquid. In, in 1994, Kevin Moy killed uh, his one-month-old child throwing it from the Overton Bridge. Uh, Moy came to believe that his son was Satan himself because of a birthmark on his kid's face. So to prevent him from uh, bringing pestilence to the world, he just had to kill the kid. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, a true hero then. Thank, thankfully, he thankfully got rid of that. Followed got, through. Otherwise, for sure, I agree. I mean, like, can we just verify that that guy wasn't a veteran of some kind of armed forces <laughs> before we call him a dink? <laughs> uh, well, uh, after he threw his kid off the bridge, he actually tried to jump himself. Uh, he was stopped by his screaming wife. His wife actually stopped him. Which I would have been like, if that was my wife chucking a kid off the, my kid off the bridge, I would have been like, you go too, fuckhead, right? But yeah, shit, I would have pushed him. Yeah, exactly. Whoops, he jumped too. He followed him right in. He was detained at the Overton house, so they uh, they got the security after him. Uh, when he got there, he tried to slash his own wrists. So Aegon, his son, actually died the next day at the hospital from trauma because he survived. So they actually thought he might live, which is fucked. During the two-day trial, to deter was not to determine if he uh, he was guilty of killing his son, but if he was criminally insane. So, the insanity yeah, defense. He sat there, uh-huh. expressionless, uh, with his psychiatric ward nurse beside him. They did find him uh, not criminally responsible, found insane at the time, and was sentenced to psychiatric care until found to fit leave by medical staff. So there was no actual year amount. He had schizophrenia. So I get him. He's sick. But why the fucking dogs? Okay. We got six theories here. Theory number one, the dogs are actually suicidal. Now, if they if this is true, what I think is they either know that they live in Scotland or have been recently told they live in Scotland and can't come to terms that they are now Scottish. It's a green, very green country. Yeah. If you're Scottish, you're required to wear a kilt. No dog wants to wear a kilt. All right. Well, fuck, dude. Belts are awesome. 
if I was forced to wear one, I'd have suicidal tendencies too. So the bridge just seems like a good place as any to go through with it. If there's suicide, I'm joking, obviously uh, dogs can't be suicidal, but people do think this theory, like dogs are, the dogs are just suicidal. Uh, dogs can't be suicidal. They're not self-aware enough. Dogs just are happy all the time. Uh, and they also get joy from very simple things. Right. And, and typically if, if when dogs are ill, you know, and they're, they're not feeling like they're going to live for much longer, they usually find a bridge quiet <laughs> place or a bridge. And they're like, fuck it. I'm calling it. I'm calling this shit. I saw some other asshole dog do it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I agree. The uh, suicide thing is a uh, non-starter. No, it's not really uh, like you said, uh, dogs, if they are, they get suicidal, which what they kind of call it when they like, they can experience heavy grief too, and just not eat. They'll just go hide in a corner and just like, if they're like, do you remember that book where the red fern grows? Do you know that one? Dude, it's like my favorite book of my youth. Like no it's, bullshit. Me too. So I swear to God, I literally, I just auditioned for a thing for like a play thing. And they're like, read a book. So I brought red, where the red fern grows. And I read the part where the other dog dies. Like after the first dog got killed by the Bobcat. You did not. I swear to God, I'll show you. That's the fucking- crazy. Richard knows how to read. <laughs> it's old Dan and little Anne. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, it's flat. Have you never read that? What's wrong with you? No, Jesus. It's amazing. It's a hundred pages. It's great. It's a great. Yeah. Book. It's, it's amazing book. It's great. Kid like, you know, saves, saves, saves in this tin can. Cause he wants to buy these two, you know, red bone hunting dogs, that, you know, hunt coon. Dude. It's an amazing book. Yeah. It's my, it's my second favorite from a kid. My favorite is uh, treasure Island. My first was probably the outsiders. I loved, wow. uh, I loved me some Bessie Hinton, man. Stay gold. Stay gold. Second theory. Number two dog whistle. Some people say it's due to the design of the bridge. And from time to time, when the wind is blowing just perfectly, the dogs hear a sound and are compelled to jump off the bridge. So, you know, how dogs have like, I don't know, different yeah. hearing than us. Mm-hmm. Acoustic anomaly is what they're calling it. Uh, other people who believe in this theory point out that there's nearby telephone lines that could be making the sound. And they even think it might be the nuclear base at fast lane. I guess it's not that far away. Uh, could be making the sounds as well. Acoustic experts have actually gone there though, to check the phenomenon out and they haven't heard any type of dog whistle. That doesn't mean that they were there for long enough. This would uh, the naysayers say they weren't there when it was happening. Yeah, but that's bullshit because it implies that all dogs respond that immediately to a dog whistle which is just a hundred percent not the case not not at all i've never never seen a dog jump at a uh, like leaping off we, the- we bought a dog whistle for our dog and all she did was the headcock thing right yeah she didn't kill herself so <laughs> and rj was trying pretty fucking yeah, hard i was i was blowing it i was like <laughs> please i can't keep buying this fucking food i even brought her to the fucking bridge to the bridge yeah that was my that was my mistake we were doing it on a cliff i think we needed the bridge because it clearly yeah it's a little bit more melancholic and dramatic <laughs> so theory number three is paranormal activity so here's some statements from dog owners whose dogs have jumped off the bridge Quote, something overcame Bonnie, and as soon as we approached the bridge, Bonnie froze, then became possessed by a strange energy and ran and jumped off the parapet. Another owner said, it happened instantly. My dog cleared the parapet without even touching it. Something went through it like a poltergeist. (laughs) Scotland's known to be, Scotland overall is known to be superstitious. 
Uh, it is the home of the Loch Ness, lest we forget. Uh, so what they did in 2005, the Scottish Society for Psychical Research sent teams to investigate the bridge. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, what they reported was ghosts, ghost children, ghost children grasping at legs to those crossing the bridge, and one unhappy ghost man, two Victorian ghost women, one wearing a white shawl and one wearing a gray shawl. Big, big day for the Psychic Society. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they really filled out the, the old spectral scavenger hunt. They didn't find any ghost dogs, though. That's what they said. They found every other thing but ghost dogs. No ghost dogs. So wait, (laughs) they went there and they were like, look, guys, I'm sorry to say it's not supernatural. However, we did on our way, you know, because we're so good. Fine. Two ghost guys, some ghost bitch, uh, a couple of ghost kids. (laughs) But it's unfortunately the dog thing isn't supernatural. Well, all dogs go straight to heaven. So there's no ghost dogs. Oh, that's fair. That's true. Because that is true. Yeah, we all know that. That's true. I, that is true. I've seen a multitude of movies about that. Some uh, were saying the, the psych, psychical research guys were saying maybe these ghosts are people that worked in the factory, John White's factory, people that died in uh, that experiment. Uh, also, a psychic, Mary Armour, visited the bridge with one of her Labradors to investigate. So she brought her own dog. Was the dog psychic too? Of course. Yeah. Don't be absurd. <laughs> Obviously. Mary Armour, psychic dog handler. (laughs) Uh, She, yeah, once she got there, she said there is no unusual sensations except for calmness and serenity. Uh, She did admit her dog did pull her to the edge of the bridge while walking him on his leash. So, okay, the dog was just curious, relax. Uh, (laughs) The most famous ghost is said to be the ghost of the grieving wife of John White, who is seen often in ghost form around the property, still grieving. She said to coax the dogs off the ledge of the bridge. No one wa- knows why she would do this, but that's the belief. What a stupid fucking theory. Yeah. This, wo- this woman's just upset. Yeah, let me just get some dogs to jump off a bridge. This is, the, <laughs> this is how you know ghosts aren't fucking real, is shit like this. Because people will do anything they can to try to make it a ghost. And it's going to sound absolutely absurd. Ooh. If I can... Oh, the, the the wife of the guy who's named after the bridge. Yes, that lady. Mm. She's got a bag of kibble underneath the whatever the fuck you call the under of a bridge. The underside. Yes, the underside of the technical term. The under of the overturn. I'm trying to find this guy's name so I can show you guys something. Where is this cocksucker right now? This is uh, this lady of Overton theory is brought on by this guy named Paul Owens. Uh, He wrote a book on the subject. It's called The Baron of Rainbow Bridge. (laughs) That was actually, before you explain this, I know exactly what you're going to tell us what it was, but that was actually my theory before you even started talking. But now I'm like 99% sure I figured it out. Damn, this website is from 2001. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. But look at the guy. What the fuck? (laughs) Scroll down a bit. What is he, an Italian magician? (laughs) He looks like, he looks like a, 18, 1840s uh, uh, Joe Pesci. He's got the he's got the um, Ralph Cifaretto haircut. <laughs> we know the killer pimp. Yeah, kind of looks like uh, like kind of like Ricky Gervais, but he's wearing this fucking weird tie thing. Like, what is that? He was about to eat lobster. What the fuck is this? 
Oh, he's about to kill some dogs and throw them off a bridge. <laughs> Paul Owens is the one murdering the dogs. I like that. Yeah, just so he all so he could write up. But what is that picture? <laughs> Bill Pullman. That's who he looks Bill like. Pullman, he looks like yeah. Bill Bill Pullman. Like ev- people believed the dogs are going off the bridge. Is that what he thought people were questioning? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're all going straight to Asgard, except. Except if they if they don't die immediately, they have to try again. Okay, so uh, I love this. I love this guy. Uh, not only uh, is he the author of that, he's a he's a teacher of religion and philosophy, and he's been, says he's been studying this for eleven years, and he's convinced that it's the ghost. <laughs> so he's been studying this for eleven years. So there's a counter on the bottom of his, of his website that tracks how many visit he has. Yeah, <laughs> his total visit number is eight thousand two hundred thirty eight. Since 2001. Yeah. Since 2001. <laughs> I've probably I've probably put on like 10. His, his website was created, it looks like, in 2014. So, Richard, do that math for us real quick. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's 600 dogs a year. <laughs> I mean, I want to know who's the asshole who actually, instead of trying to stop their dog, took that picture of that black and white dog leaping off the bridge. It's a Photoshop for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's an action shot. We need an action yeah. shot. We knew the history of the bridge, but thought, there's no <laughs> way dogs, dogs jump off. As soon as we said that, we saw Sophie jump off. So I, I assume that Sophie <laughs> just leaping off the bridge, his, his own dog. I love how everybody in line for his book signing is a 70-year-old woman. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. No, that one dude with super long hair all the way in the back. That, that guy's got a beer, though, so I feel like he works the sound for the event or something. <laughs> Everyone else is, is the only four tickets this guy sold. Yeah, he's just there to heckle. I used to be the roadie for Led Zeppelin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was Metallica's roadie for six months. I like when you when when authors normally do book signings and they have a bunch of books on their table. This guy has one book on his table. Well, two books and the one he's signing. That's the total number of books he has. Yeah, that guy looks like Bill Pullman with uh, Ralph Safarada's fucking haircut. That's what it is. Bill (laughs) Pullman with Ralphie's haircut. Yeah. Who designed the cover of this fucking book, dude? Maybe it was the same person who who designed the the website, which was Opal Weenus. (laughs) All right. Even even the dog expert you're going to learn about very soon, David Sands, admitted when he had got brought his dog up there, it the bridge had a special feeling. Uh, So maybe there's some sort of dog hating ghost at Overton. I don't know. We're I'm going to go with no, but maybe you never fucking know, right? Rejected. I I'm I'm with you. Number four is kind of uh, it's a thin place. Theory number four. Now, this is kind of paranormal, but it's also mythological. I could have put it in the paranormal, but I gave it its own little section because I find it funny. Uh, so the Overton estate has long uh, endured. Ru- uh, sorry. The Overton estate has long endured rumors of supernatural happenings in local Celtic myth. So during the Dark Ages and stuff like that, that farm was considered to be a thin place uh, in Celtic times, meaning it was a weak point between two worlds material and spiritual heaven and earth asgard and whatever the fuck the other one is midgard and asgard that's what it is uh the famous poem the rainbow bridge describes a bridge where dogs cross over to the afterlife uh so maybe this bridge is just put in that thin spot and these dogs see their 
people, their counterparts in the afterlife and just want to go visit them. I don't fucking know. It's a thin place, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go uh, hard no on that one. Uh, yeah, me too. But it's fun. <laughs> now, here, here's this thing. It's not quite paranormal. It's incredibly paranormal. <laughs> It's only paranormal. It's just like it was it wasn't going with the ghost theme, you know, it was going with like it's just like a different dimension. So it was kind of a different paranormal. Maybe I should have said not paranormal, just spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> What's your sign bridge? All right. Uh, number five, a minky smell. Ah, the smell. In like 2006, that. a Scottish Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals sent Dr. David Sands to go find the answers. Dr. Sands is a canine psychologist. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this would probably make him one of the only people the properly trained to investigate the theory of dogs were committing suicide. So they got a dog psychologist. Isn't that a fun God, thing? What a snake oil salesman. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? How good? How could like, I'm getting it? Like, I mean, they can't communicate with us. Like his eyes look sad. His eyes look sad. I've, uh, I've diagnosed your dog with depression. Great depression. Great, great depression. <laughs> Here's $600 worth of pills. Yeah. <laughs> and my bill is $1,000. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's something. Yeah, so anyways, he, when he got there, he, he brought his dog, his little dog. I uh, walked the bridge. Like I said, he's the dog. It felt eerie to him but he looked around at the bottom of the bridge and he found scratch marks for the european mink uh underneath the bridge in a mossy area uh so all dogs involved in the suicide attempts have been long snout dogs Uh Uh, longer snouts mean they can smell better okay it's been like houndy dog yes And all the incidents happened on sunny clear and dry days so there wasn't any rain or anything like that big sunny smells can fly through the air kind of days all right right? so with all all these factors in place dr sands did some experimentation he took 10 dogs of different breeds that had long snouts and all the ones that kind of jumped off the bridge all the breeds that jumped off the bridge and then he put three plastic containers each with their own unique animal smell uh one of them was the mink the other two was like cow and chicken. I think it was. Something. I can't remember what it was. It was something else. I don't fucking know. I didn't write down. Uh, oh. Seven out of the ten went straight to the mink smell. Wait, can you can you clarify that though? Did he put it? Did he put it at the bottom of the bridge and try to see if they would jump? No, or he just. That's what I thought. There, there would have been a real PETA problem there. <laughs> he was in a room. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it was a controlled was a environment just to see if the if the smell draws the dogs. It wasn't like okay. Um, so he just proved that dogs can smell. Well, no, no one knew they could prior to that experiment. So, but but what I what I want to know is how they felt about the mink smell. You know, what well, were they? I mean, he is a dog psychologist, so we're Did, bound to find out. Uh, I was just going to say, minks are the only ones who can actually uh, communicate to dogs in their register, and uh, they own. They're the only animal that knows what the racial slur for dog is in their language. So. They, right. they can hear it and they go after it in this angry... the dogs hear dink and they're just fucking all yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yes you mangy cur yeah, so here's my thing with that theory i like that theory actually i mean it's plausible at least but like so say for instance like my dog hates water right so if i'm in a swimming pool like that fucking guy knows like he he's not he's not jumping into the pool Cause he fucking hates the water. You know, it's like, 
I, the dogs can sense like danger. Yeah. So yeah. So the scent of a, so Doctor Sands proposes since the days were nice and dry, the scent of the mink who anally secrete wherever they go. By the way, uh, would be easy to detect with long nose hounds. So apparently, minks just fucking have a weird, gross gland like a skunk. I didn't know that. Since they're dogs, because when he had his dog up there, he put on a GoPro on it. And his dog's like a little poodly dog. It's not like the same kind of dog, but he definitely put a GoPro to kind of get a view from what the dogs would see. All right. Uh, so they can't see over the ledge, according to his video. And they jump up under the tapered ledge. So it's like uh, on an angle on either side. So they'll jump up trying to find the smell and they'll just go into hunting instinct and accidentally fall. And not even knowing there was a ledge there. Right. Uh, the reason they didn't start jumping until the 1950s is that the European mink was only introduced to Scotland in the 1930s and they didn't make their way to the mansion for another two decades. Um, so, yeah, the dogs just couldn't see. So they would smell and they would assume because if you drive up to that uh, castle or estate, the bridge looks like it's on flat ground. It doesn't even look like there's a ledge. You'd have to look over. You can hear right. it. You can see from the video I saw, you can hear a river passing through underneath it. But just by visually, if you're walking from a far distance, it looks like just straight on. Then you get there. Obviously, it's a fucking bridge. But dogs aren't that smart. Telling, what you're telling us, which which does clarify things. I was under the impression that they were standing like on the ledge, like, you know, on the railing of the bridge that I see behind you and then leaping. So what you're saying is they were essentially just from the flat, from the ground. They'd catch the scent and then they'd just leap over the like whatever the little sidewall is to their death. Yeah. So they weren't standing on the ledge looking over. No. Like, oh shit. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. The dogs will hike, but there's a couple theories in his, uh, or sorry, holes in his theory. So it does make a lot of sense. But if you think about it, uh, the dogs have been jumping off in the same spot for years. It's not like they jump off all over this place. So why would right. it do that? It, it, it seems like a weird place to do it, right? Uh, and why, and when they survive the fall, why do they run back up and jump off again? That doesn't, now they know there's danger, right? I don't yeah, think they would, true. first of all, just jump off again. Uh, they'd probably go to where the mink smell would be, be would be under the bridge. Uh, and why do the owners of the dogs say that their dogs got possessed where they were different dogs and just jumped off? Was it a smell that changed their personality that much? Or was it ghosts? Ghosts. It's probably the fucking smell. Um, now, the last theory, which is my theory, my theory is it's not really happening and people are dumb. First thing I did is I Googled dog fall off cliffs and my search engine fucking almost exploded with like a million stories of dogs accidentally falling off of ledges, jumping off of ledges, uh, falling, doing ledge shit. You know, uh, this could just be a perfect storm for the dog to fall. Okay. The bridge is barely noticeable until you look at it from the side, like I said. And while driving on the road, it looks flat. Okay. And at first glance for a human, even I was confused. So, uh, and I'm think I'm smarter than a dog. I don't know if I can count anymore, but uh, I think the real yeah. issue here is that people aren't leashing their fucking dogs and letting them run around in dangerous spots. Uh, it has nothing to do. Like I look, like I said, I look back and I think I could find six places where somewhere someone said that their dog had jumped off. They say there's 50 that died and 600 that have jumped. Well, there'd be more somewhere, especially when they started getting dug up, right? Six is all I could find. And that's since the fifties, since that's since 1995, actually, cause that's the first one I found. So right. I don't know, man, it's a bridge. There's dogs. People are stupid. 
that's what my theory is. I don't think that even the scent thing even makes sense because all he did was fucking get the guy to like put them in a room and said, can you smell animals? I agree. That's yeah, they can. Yeah, that, that is that, right. That's no bearing, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is an inordinate amount of dogs to jump over a fucking bridge though. You know, I mean, well, how many people cross that bridge, you know, per year? I mean, is it like a well job? You said there's like every, fucking- do- every dog owner in the area. So, but there's only 20,000 people. Glasgow, Glasgow is not that far. People go there for historical shit. Like they go and look at the house, right? That's it. It's not. uh, And then there's that whoever lives on that fucking compound, the cult kids, you know, all the cult people. So there can't be that many people going up there with dogs. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, look, dude, once it becomes like kind of fucking well known that your dog might jump off the bridge, what kind of fucking asshole brings their fucking dog over there? You know, like, oh, I'm going to see if my dog will jump. Yeah, I, I mean, what kind of douchebag does that? Like, seriously. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> like uh, good old uh, whatever is Bill Pullman with uh, Ralph Ralphie's hair fucking wrote that book in 2001. So it's like it's been out there. It's, you know, the story's out there. You know, it's like people know about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah, the, you know. that guy's a teacher at Glasgow University. Pump the brakes for a moment. I don't think people know about it because of that man's book. I I have a feeling he's not really hitting <laughs> his projected sales figures. Yeah, but that's it's unfair to him because had it not been for 9-11, the book would have been huge, but it was overshadowed during the uh, time. that that tracks. I, I believe you're right, because he and George Bush are mortal enemies. I've heard that. And and. <laughs> Yeah. And because George Bush knew that was going to happen, that's why he did 9-11. George Bush is a a skinny tie guy. And he Paul Paul Owens is a is a large tie guy. Right. He's a big fan. He kind of jumped the shark on that, though, I think, back in 01 when he (laughs) I think Paul Owens is like, look at this, uh, George Bush. I can make dogs jump off a bridge. And George Bush is like, watch this. I can make guys jump out of a building. God, you were so worried about about upsetting veterans and. <laughs> oh man, I give yeah. a fuck a little bit, but I'm glad I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. On that note, on that note, what I'm saying is, I also agree that it didn't happen because every article or research that you can find says a different number. Some say 50 to 100. Some say 600. Some say 300. And I could not, for the life of me, find a list. Because I was going to find a list, figure out all the weather patterns, figure out whether or not it rained during any of them, because then that supports the smell theory. But if nobody's making a list of this, it can't actually be happening. I, I like that. That all tracks, because I think maybe the real mystery here is why does Dumbarton suck so much that they need to say it's the hot spot of dog suicide of the world in order to feel interesting? I think the real problem is how do we go to Dumbarton and, and fix their self-esteem issues? Exactly. Okay. You're talking about a town that coagulated from the swamps of a chemical plant. And this is what they well, think. Listen, is- also, you have a real opportunity, right? If you, you're the town that owns the dog suicide bridge, right? Market the fuck out of that. If you look at this place on here, I'll share my screen. If you look at this place on Google street view, what the fuck's going on here? This doesn't even look like a nice place to walk. Jesus Christ. This is garbage. What is that large random van? That dumpster is bigger than the van. They claim that there's a ghost in this window up here. I'm pretty sure it's just a glare, but. Wow. 
Ghosts? No, look, I mean, I don't for starters, I don't believe in ghosts. But if I did, I'd be fairly certain they wouldn't even want to fucking hang out there. <laughs> so I can't read this sign, but I'm willing to bet that it says don't let your job, your dog jump off the edge. Right. It probably says, what the fuck are you doing here? If you can read this, you've done you've made mistakes. Throw your dog off the bridge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, there's other places to walk. You don't need to go across that bridge. Maybe, maybe that is what it was. Maybe it was mercy killings. Yeah, you've got to either spend four thousand to uh, have a surgery on your dog that's not going to work, or, or, you bring him to the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> they probably weren't even sick. They probably were just like, "There's no way we're getting out of here." It's okay. You joke. You'll never be happy. But in the rare, like one to trillion odds that that actually is the Rainbow Bridge, probably the best way to let them go. Right. Yeah, it's that's true. If it is the rainbow, you know what? We're we're actually, if you don't do it, you're kind of mean because you, they could die in any number of ways. But at least if you bring them to the rainbow bridge and hike them off there, you and then it takes years to get a flight for for a dog to Dumberton. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Might have to take a ship, especially with COVID. I mean, there's probably a backup. Yeah. How many? How many have died since COVID? Uh, over fifty percent of dogs that are carried in the underbelly of an airplane die. Yeah. Yep. I would never fly my dog. That shit is horrifying. Fucking it's not heated down there. You're in the fucking belly of the plane. It's like cold fucking. They drug the shit out of them. Yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot of minks in the belly of the plane. So that's. Oh, God. So they die getting called slurs. That's terrible. <laughs> Main it's G- the co- ghost minks. It's the ghost minks coaxing them off with slurs. That's what it is. <laughs> Jump off, plane, jerk off, you mangy cur. Jump off the plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on the bullshit stuff, though. Like, I honestly can't even get her to jump off the bed when I call her name. So right. I don't see a mink <laughs> getting silly. And that's the most she'll move for the rest of the night. Yeah, I think I think it's a way somebody saw it happened a couple times in a row. So everyone's like, it's haunted. You want me to get honest about it? Like, I think just. It built itself up way too quick. And then mm-hmm. I don't know about this fucking Paul Owens guy. That's the main weirdo to me. Like, no offense, Paul Owens. Like, I hope you that we get you get at least one sale of your book from this because I'm I'm just taking the piss out of you. You believe what you believe. But I mean also, this isn't even a fucking castle. It's a it's a big house sided with concrete. It's like a fucking estate. Let's like drive it. Yeah. You know. I'm sorry. I apologize that we don't know what castles look like Baron fucking gets. Oh, yeah, we couldn't all go to Vampire University. Right. (laughs) Hey, man, get cultured. I don't know what to tell you. Major in hematology or whatever the fuck. Rooting. Hematology. (laughs) Uh, I've heard your evaluation of this case, and uh, I find it wanting in every single way, shape, and form. So, uh, I mean, my my legal analysis, the final analysis is that uh, y'all are fucked. That's what's going on here. Y'all are fucked. Start uh, start hitting that Patreon, people, because these guys are going to need it to pay this pay this lawsuit off because they're going down. Getsy, do you think you can cash in any of those uh, lemonade beers or whatever the fuck it was? Do you think you watermelon beers? I, can you cash in some I of those? I think I can get us some resale value uh, to cover the, the case. Now, for the 9-11 comments, we might be a little fucked. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to... <laughs> That, that big drawer full of bear bonds you have. Would it change anything if I said a follow-up theory in the 11th hour here is that 
people in Scotland nationwide are fucking their dogs. Oh, and that's Lord. probably the reason that they're Lord. Oh, my. I think they, they tend towards the sheep. That's what I hear. <laughs> oh, OK. That's All true. Right. So to be clear, I did not save it. <laughs> I <hear> yeah. <laughs> my bad dog trying to escape from the uh, constant, uh, you know, anal abuse from its owner. I mean, it's maybe it's a theory. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going off of mostly the dog Richard has behind him. It looks like it's finally happy. Right. It's wearing <laughs> a shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it will never have to again. I'm free. Yeah, that's that's the same shirt that somebody would put on their little boyfriend slave or something. It's like a right. it's like something a fucking Dahmer would dress one of his slaves in. Oh, man. Or he ate him. Yeah, exactly. So that yeah. dog got out before it got bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dog was smart. Well, what are you gonna you gonna tell him? You just gonna tell him we're we'll pay his fucking lawsuit. You wanna settle something out of court? Just tell him I'll give him a fucking Patreon or something. <laughs> you know, we don't want this going into court because you know the way that uh you you know sometimes ramble on and offend everybody. We're we're looking at multiple lawsuits if you get on the stand and just shit all over everybody. So I think our best option here is to uh you know gather up funds. And go at them with, you know, a reasonable settlement, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, like a box of milk bone dog biscuits and a big bag of dicks and then go fuck themselves. That's that's my. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, one final question. Would killing Paul Owens help? I think so. OK, well, then I have good news for you guys. We can talk about it next time. Though. <laughs> <laughs>